with the sports effect, where we look at the impact that sports have on our lives, both in the athletic field and beyond. Today is our first guest podcast. I have joining me Caroline Ripka, um, who is also my sister, and we're going to talk about her experience with running cross country and the impact that it had on our lives. So hang in there, and thanks for listening. Thanks for thanks for joining me, Caroline. Um, so happy to have you. So um, to start off. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, um, who you are, what you're doing, etc.? Um, well, I am a first grade teacher at Heritage Classical Academy. Um, it's my first year teaching and I just graduated. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I still run and I love it. I'm teaching my little kids to run. Um, yeah. Awesome. So, thanks. So, Caroline, tell me a little bit about your sports experience. So, when I was 12, I was obese, according to my doctor, and I had a resting heart rate of 98 beats per minute, and so my parents came up to me and they said, you have two choices, you can either swim or you can run. And I thought to myself, well, I can't talk to people if I'm swimming and underwater, so I'll go with the running one. Um, I soon found out that I had no running ability, Um, and I faked just about any injury you can think of. Um, But people kind of believed in me and especially my um, middle school coach, coach, Mrs. Case, um, she advocated. Yeah, you can keep going. Mrs. Case. Okay, so Mrs. Case and she went into the meeting and said, you know, Caroline is really driven this year and she wants to do it. And so eighth grade track that year, I really just gave it my all. And then I came back freshman year of high school and continually worked and really killed myself every race I would pass out and throw up Um, but it was something that I really wanted and I saw the benefit in the team and in the sport and the discipline especially from a faith standpoint I would pray through my whole race or sing a song because if I started thinking about what I was doing I just wanted to run off the side of the trail (laughs) Um, so that would be probably where I started and then my senior year I was the captain and I had a lot of goals in my head for myself and I remember I really wanted to make it to state because I thought what a cool story would it be to say I started out running a 49 minute 5k and no joke I remember that race (laughs) and Lord I always said oh I beat my two mile was faster than your three mile um which really happened but (laughs) So my senior year, I thought, how cool would it be to say, you know, I worked all the way through here and I've made it to state uh, with my team. And sure enough, the girls ran their hardest in the district and the regional race. And we went to state as a team and I got to run in a state meet. And just looking at how God's strength and really just focusing on that through every race made me able to kind of finish and get to that point. And then... In high or in college, I still ran. I had hip surgery, so I couldn't compete anymore. But I still run, and I love it. I probably run five or six days a week still. So, so you basically went from being an obese forty-nine minute five k person to going and running at the state meet, and your high school PR was twenty-one, twenty-one. Mm-hmm. So. Guys, it's possible. You can work really, really hard. You might pass out, throw up, but you'll still get there. 
and you learned to push yourself. Did you see uh, the self-discipline in running transfer to other areas of your life as well? Oh, definitely. I saw my GPA go kind of through the roof. Uh, I had this goal of going to Grove City College, and when I was in elementary school, I didn't have good grades. And then once I started running, my motivation and my discipline just really shifted, and I started taking harder classes and uh, studying more and all of that stuff. And it was really cool to kind of see it bleed over into my areas. And also faith-wise, I saw a huge growth in my discipline and consistency with that. All right. That's, that's just such an incredible progression. You, you inspire me. So um, what do you perceive is the biggest impact of running cross country um, for you, your sports effect, essentially? Um, so this could be how it impacts your life today, helped you get you where you are, lessons you learned, or friendships you made. Um, and then a follow-up question for that is, what do you think your life would look like if you had never run? I think I have a physical and sort of a mental, spiritual impact from sports. I'll start with the physical, because that's more facts. Uh, it, my resting heart rate when I was 13 was 98 beats per minute, and now it's in the high 50s. So if you just look at a numbers game, my heart could go almost twice as long now because of running and developing that healthy lifestyle. Also, if I weighed for my height now, what I weighed then, I would easily be 215 pounds. And I'm nowhere near that. You can ask my sister. <laughs> no, uh, not at all. Very, <laughs> very fit and healthy. So. so from a physical standpoint, as Christians, our bodies are God's temple. And I think running really motivated me and taught me how to take care of God's temple and live a healthy lifestyle so I can live as long as I can and life to its fullest. So that would I say is the physical aspect of how running impacted me. And then I would say the spiritual mental impact would probably be my drive for things and just developing a routine and consistency. Through college, I saw so many friends stop running, stop exercising, eating unhealthy, but I had seen the difference running made in my life, and it was really a time of prayer every morning before I would go to class or in the afternoon after I was teaching. It would be a way for me to kind of reflect on the day and have that alone time. So I think it's really good for your mental state too. And then just the drive. It taught me so many lessons about persistence and not giving up and gave me a lot more strength in who I was. And especially in running, I think you learn to push your body physically farther than you thought was possible. I don't race anymore and sometimes I see people racing and I think, how in the world did I do that to myself? <laughs> And I remember, you know, passing out after some races or getting... And you ran on a broken hip and I, a torn labrum. Yeah, I ran on a torn labrum. I thought it was just something I put Ben Gay on. So I did that for about two months and then I went to the doctor. And they told me it looked like an 80-year-old's hip. And they'd never seen one so bad in a 19-year-old. So I did learn to push myself maybe a little too hard. But I think those are some of the biggest things I've taken from running. And then the big thing for me, too, being a teacher is... Pouring that love for exercise and being in God's creation and taking care of your body into kids at a young age so they learn that sooner than I learned that because I think it really benefits you. Mm. So if you had never run cross country, you would still be <laughs> overweight mm -hmm. and undriven, unmotivated, yeah. probably Lazy. wouldn't have gone to Grove City. Probably wouldn't be marrying Brian because I probably would have been like 250 pounds. Not that no, he would have loved, loved you loved anyway. That <laughs> if I weighed 300 pounds, I'd be the most beautiful 300-pound person here. There you go. There <laughs> you go. But doing cross-country changed your life. And even though you um, 
aren't competing anymore you still run and enjoy it as part of your mm-hmm. life um and in a way it transformed you so um thank you so much it's it's like just crazy to see you know being your sister <laughs> i got to see that transformation and i remember just watching you at the state meet your senior year and i was just so proud and yeah Aww. so and now and now you're still running and we can run together i know i remember i remember times where that was not possible yes <laughs> um but um i want to ask a couple more questions what was your most meaningful memory um running that's a hard one because i think there were a lot of little meaningful memories whether it was a conversation I had with someone or me by myself just sort of processing things. But I would probably say the biggest one was from Coach Hallis my senior year, just listening to what he was saying. And you know how when he first saw me in eighth grade, he thought, oh, I hope this girl finds another sport before she gets to high school. I don't (laughs) want to have to deal with that. Uh, And just how happy he was to have me as part of the team and how he had seen me growing. Because sometimes you don't get to see things kind of come to fruition, but it was really cool to be able to sit and kind of think through the last six years in one moment from someone I respected so much and see what he saw from his side. And it just was really encouraging. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I think like the mark of the best coaches are the people that coach people, not athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just amazing transformation and then also i want to ask you what are some of your most interesting and or embarrassing memories from running i have two that come to mind one involves you actually and i'm pretty (laughs) sure you will remember this one um i do running club with third to fifth graders and we ran on this trail that this story happened and i told them if they ran the whole way i would tell them the story at the end (laughs) and they ran the whole way so they could hear my embarrassing story What happened was, Laura and I were running at Horseshoe Pond. I think the whole cross-country team was there. And this was before I really realized, oh, I'm actually going to run. And I kind of thought, well, if I fake injuries, people (laughs) actually think I'm injured and then help me and I won't have to finish the run. At the time, we were like the same height. And I probably weighed almost twice as much as she did, if not a little more. Uh, (laughs) And we were running. And I remember there was this long stretch. And I thought, oh, I cannot do this. So I pretended to trip and sprain my ankle. Now, Laura, Laura, help me. And we were halfway through the thing. It was a mile and a half either way. And I said, she goes, what do you want me to do? And I said, please carry me. And she goes, I can't carry you. And she <laughs> I'll just, be your crush. <laughs> and so she just started running away. And I sat there and I thought to myself, well, that didn't work. And so I got up and I kept running, which was more like walking. If you saw me, you would understand. Um, and I finished the run eventually but i just remember being so annoyed why won't she carry me i'm injured even though i wasn't injured and there was no way she could carry me (laughs) oh but but you know that was persistence in a way too so it was and then my other funny one i will never forget it was my freshman year summer going or sophomore year one of those two and coach always gave us a really hard workout that summer and I usually go to the bathroom before I run, but this day I hadn't. And the end of the run was up a huge hill. <laughs> and my mom ran with the team sometimes, and we did court after we ran. Well, I pooped my pants so, <laughs> so bad. Halfway up this hill, I probably had a quarter mile uphill left. Are you sure you want people to hear this? Oh, I don't Okay, mind. okay. <laughs> and uh, my mom was like, we need to stay and do court. And I said, uh, no, we are going home. And she was, why? And I said, I'll tell you in the car. 
And so we um, went home and didn't do core. <laughs> note to runners, always keep a backup pair of shorts. You never know when you will need them. Close so. to the same color because people will know. Or, you know, if you don't care, they know, but you just, you yeah. know, want to be courteous. Every runner has a poop story. Yeah. At least Yeah, one. they do. You know that. We, yes, I, I know well. <laughs> I know well. So, you know, you aren't, you aren't a runner till you've, you've had some issues. Yep. Yes. All right. Um, so moving on. <laughs> um, so what are you doing? Like you talked about your teacher now. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, do you have any um, dreams or goals for the next chapter of your life? I'm getting married in about two months, so that's a big dream and a goal in itself. I think just Brian and I glorifying and honoring God together. And um, Does Brian run? He does with me sometimes. That's a really funny story, too, about when we're competitiveness. We first, yes, we're yes. competitive. And on one of our first dates, I pushed him into a tree accidentally because we were going so But fast. they're still getting married. So, he loves no, me. ladies, <laughs> if, if you want to get a guy, push him into a tree during a run. And then he'll stay with try you. Try to beat him. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. No. Um, so, I'm getting married, and with teaching, I love it. I want to be there for a while. I've been doing running club with them, which is really cool because I want to instill that in them. I would love to have kids in the next five years, but not sooner than that. His mom thinks it won't won't be that long, but five years, I want to teach. Um, and then just, I think my biggest thing is serving the community and glorifying God. We just became members at our church, which is super cool, and we're both getting plugged in where our gifts and talents fit within the church, which I really like. And always hanging out with my family, traveling. I love to go different places. He's never been out of the country, though, so that's my next goal oh that's yeah. awesome so oh uh, thanks and our last question is what do you think um we can increase to increase the impact of sport or change to increase the impact of sport as a society um as a culture this doesn't even have this is not running specific i think sports in general in our culture have become too pressure filled especially for kids being a teacher and seeing some of these kids that have multiple practices a week or sometimes even a night and it takes the joy out of being able to be active and love a sport because it starts when we're simple they can get a college scholarship so we'll start in high school but to get in the high school team you need to do it in junior high and to get into the good junior high team you need to do it in elementary school and it's just so draining on their bodies and it can't be good for them and so I think finding a way to show kids that sports can be fun and enjoy them at a young age so they develop a passion for them and then as they get older they can think oh I loved you know football when I was a kid and that was something the coach made it really fun I want to do that because I'm good at it but also because I enjoy it not because there's all of this pressure to get a scholarship or to be the best in your team so I think that's probably the biggest thing I've seen just being around younger kids it's really important that they love it and not that there's this pressure coming from society and parents that you have to perform for like this end goal yeah I love that and I and I agree too especially if they're planning on competing you know in college or Mm -hmm. even beyond starting early intensely leads to burnout you and almost injuries. and injuries yeah. um or there's labrums. actually studies that show that doing multi-sports um until mid to late high school helps you be a better athlete 
in the long run so it works all the different muscles i played soccer with my small group on sunday and i've never played soccer before and it worked different muscles that running does not work i was sore so was brian <laughs> he had trouble walking for like three days multi multi sports <laughs> are good so yes oh well thank you so much for sharing caroline and oh, being willing to welcome. come on here we loved having you so this is laura ripka with the sports effect and our guest caroline ripka so thanks for listening and tune in next time